0: <laughs> what are you actually
1: doing tonight? Well, we're not really sure we're, yet. Yeah, we, we don't we, know. We're going to ring we, tubes next. Yeah, we're going to do a. We're going to. We're going to run with it. We're going to see what happens. We're going to record our first episode.
2: Episode number one, wide on the wing. I'm Wildis, and this is Worm. day, all. Um, look, thanks for joining us. This is exciting. It's number one of hopefully quite a few, and, and where we go, supporting and promoting and celebrating and enjoying local footy. Um, I, I guess the biggest question as uh, initial listeners have got, Worm, well, why are we doing this? What's, what? what's, the, what's the purpose and what we're trying to achieve here? Why not? Why not? Well, you so say I know why, but what oh, about right, those okay. out there? Well, I mean,
1: look, we all love footy. We love our uh, we love our state here in Tasmania, and we want to celebrate that. We want to get around the local legends. We want to talk about the Queenstown Crows and Huonville down south, and all the different clubs and competitions over in King Island. And we just really want to celebrate local footy. Um, you know, I, I I love the I love the product we have. I love the island that we're uh, that we're all part of. And to me, it's just. Um, a you know, giving a forum no, we, to, we, to that. To, we to all celebrate. love
2: talking about footy and stuff, and it, I just I think from what we found, we there's a little bit lacking in that conversation and stuff. So that's all. That's why we're trying to provide that conversation piece of of getting around um, results or performances or whatever it might be that uh, that we can celebrate week in, week out, and and have a bit of a laugh and a bit of light humor around it and stuff. So why not I, in a pod,
1: why not in a podcast form as well? I'm in the car a lot, driving up and down yeah. the
2: coast down to Hobart. Love putting on a podcast. Well, I know. I think all of us started listening to a few more podcasts during lockdown and COVID and stuff. And I mean, if we rather than listening about finance or self help or promotion with a business, whatever it might be, I'm sure people out there far prefer to listen to us talk about local footy and stuff. So, so,
1: so what are we going to talk about, Wildus? What's the podcast about? What are we going to. What are we going to discuss?
2: Well, obviously, the listeners it's, it's going to be up. it's going to be local footy, uh, through and through. Uh, we might delve into a little bit of outside sport here and there if a, if a performance or a league or uh, something weird happens that we think is notable of uh, of sharing it. But I mean, we we'll get the opportunity to review and preview uh, preview a few of the leagues around the state. Um, but the main thing is is to do it in an enjoyable and light hearted manner. Like we're not, not going to pick apart performances or um, give an in-depth review and things. I, I think that's a little out of our league. We, I think people get pretty sick of us if we if we started to trap on about that. But uh, I mean, ideally, it's driven by the listeners. We want to know what you guys want to listen about. If you, if there's a performance or, a, or a, a game that you went to that you saw something that needs to be known about, let us know. Get in contact with us uh, through the socials. Hit us up on the socials at Way Out on the Wing. Whether it be by Twitter, Facebook. Instagram.
1: You threw a the in. There's no
2: there. Did I? That's yeah, it. Well that's way out wing. Way out wing. There it is. Get us get touch base with us. We wanna we wanna find out what excites you about uh, Tassie football as much as we love talking about it. And,
1: so and we can use it as a way to promote clubs as well, what they've got on. Um, you know, if you've got a social event coming on and you wanna post it, we'd love this to be the forum for local footy. So that's the that's the goal. We'll get some. Uh, we'll get some guests on. We'll try and get a weekly guest on.
2: Yeah, look, the the opportunity to interview look a range of current and next players, whether it be coaches, officials, umpire supporters, anyone pretty much affiliated with the local game. Might be the canteen lady. That's uh, getting out the in the coward. field. One of the things we want to do. Yeah, getting out in the field and. Uh, just having a chat to the local supporters and stuff. That like your local legend at the footy club. If you, you reckon they're worthy of uh, an interview or a chat, they are the ones that we want to talk about. The ones that keep the ship flowing and uh, the ship flowing. Does that make sense? No. The, the ship afloat. Something like that. The river flowing.
1: I don't know. We're not good with those sort of nah, things. Nah, that's all right. But
2: well, why are we doing it, Garnet? Or um,
1: Worm? I don't know why. Because we. And I'll
2: start that again. Yeah. Why? Why us, Worm? Why are we doing it? But, um. Why not? No one else is. Well, the, the, you're dead right there, but, I mean, why? I love footy. Yeah? I've, I'm heavily involved in footy. But um, what, what pedigree have we got? What do we know about football?
1: Oh, not as... Uh, not.
2: Well, we're both, we're both ex-players. We've played the game for the best part of 15 to 20 years. So Played, coached, administered. Volunteered. Annoyed the... Jesus out of a lot of people. Our wives, our wives. Association. T- t- we're probably doing. Are we doing this for our wives' benefit? Uh, Get t- us t- out, out of the house. house. <laughs> 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 we uh, look, the let's, for those who don't know us, we, we we have played for a few years. We certainly haven't set the world on fire with our performances and stuff. We we are premiership teammates. We've um, we've played some football together and been quite successful there. Um, but we sort of, we've got a few connections across the state, whether it be with ex-teammates or officials or coaches that we've worked with and stuff. And um, it's an opportunity for us to give back to the community and, and hopefully share a voice and, and share the stories that may potentially not be heard across the, the great footy landscape of Tassie football.
1: And we've got a great guest. To begin
2: our show with oh, ripping guest. Later on. Ripping guests. Pr- probably put us to shame a little bit with oh, the, uh, the expertise, the connections, the uh, quality of voice, mm, um, the dulcet tones. Oh, yeah. So we'll get to that's, that. that's coming up. But uh, yeah, thanks very much for joining us and uh, we look forward to having you for the rest of the time with us. We want to hear from you. If you've got a performance, either individually or by a mate, by the team, whether it be on-field or off-field that you think we should know about, hit us up on the socials at WayOutWing on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or send us an email, wayoutonthewing at gmail.com. If you've got a flying-in player, we need to pump it up. If you've got an event, a reunion, whatever it might be, touch base with it and we'll do our best to share it amongst the Tassie footy community and make sure everyone knows about it. Rightio then. Around the leagues, I'll uh, I'll start off with the uh, the TSL, the Premier League in the uh, in the state. Uh, went along on Friday night. Northorney getting over Launceston in the in the local grudge match, which was a, a pretty good showing from Northorney. They're pretty tough at the ball, um, and sort of Launceston looked a bit overawed, which was surprising. So. That sort of sneaks them up on the second and on the ladder, North Onceston and, uh, and Lonnie sitting on top there quite nicely. The only sad sight out of uh, the TSL was Big Mitch Carter from Kingborough um, badly dislocating his ankle after kicking his seventh goal uh, down at the Twin Ovals and looks as though he'll be set to spend a bit of time on the um, on the nice. sidelines, unfortunately. Never, so, good. Never good. For you, Worm? Um,
1: uh, mate, look, down south, um, I had a little bit of a look at the old scholars and i tell you what, St Virgils down there are flying. They are the team to beat, six straight wins. Uh, they got over uni by about 31 points on the weekend and look, probably a closer game than um, they would have or expected or that we've seen uh, with St Virgils. They've beaten other teams quite comfortably, but um, obviously with Jay Bowden coming over from Glenorchy and bringing a bunch of quality premiership players there, um, they're going to be hard to beat. Hutchins, they got the win over OHA to push into second spot at uh, their expense and then you've got Dosa and Uni fighting out that final four spots. so uh, it am be interesting to see Richmond struggling uh, probably will for most of the year but hopefully they can stick together and um, yeah build from there so um,
2: Look, the, the, I can, the little bit that I saw of uh, from SFL results of Huonville continue on their merry way in both seniors and reserves looks as though they're uh, they're dancing to a merry tune down there, and looks as though it's going to be going to take a little bit to dislodge both of them, uh, seniors and reserves, out of that out of that. So yeah, good, good. The
1: Southern Masters competition's on down in Hobart. I know we've got uh, no teams up.
2: Wish we had the- a Masters up here, up north, to play <laughs> really? for us. I wouldn't go near it. <laughs> the ball. <laughs> yeah, that as well. <laughs>
1: um, way on the wing. I will be. Um, yeah, so Southern Masters, it's a good little comp down there. In fact, I thought Launceston were going to put in a team and drive down and play against them, but it doesn't seem like that's been the case. But Lindisfarne winning there. Sean Maguire from the two Blues, he had a day out in the weekend. He kicked five, which uh, in the Masters is the equivalent, I'd say, to about 17. Um, so he's done well, currently leading the goal-kicking with a total of seven. But we'll just, they haven't won a game all year, but what I like in the Masters... Um, it's a team that's currently cemented down the bottom, but it's the name, the Hobart Pigskin Warriors. How good's that? The Pigskin Warriors. The Pigskin Warriors. So, haven't, uh, haven't won a game yet, but they're, they've they got a game up against Lauderdale in a couple of weeks, 6th of June. Uh, they've only... They're sitting a couple of places above them on the ladder, so that'll be interesting Good. to see... Uh, we'll look see at, well, we want go. to get to
2: one of those games. Yeah, the, pig, take, the Pigskin Warriors, I like it. Take way out in the wing. Maybe we'll play... Play a game for them. Your registration might be a problem. We'll sort that out. Uh, up north, so moving up, up north, north uh, NTFA, uh, nice. the Premier Division. Look, It's pretty tight at the top of the table. Longford are the Longford are setting the standard at the moment, but then you've got Bracknell, Deloraine and South Ony that are nipping at their heels, and it's um it's going to make for a pretty good come. What are we in? We're in round six. Just finished round six. It sort of makes for a pretty good close uh, finish. Come the end of the season, so yeah. whether or not Deloraine can they took out the Bogue Shield last year, um, whether they can go back to back on uh, and go to the big league this year with the with the actual Premiership, um, it'll be interesting to I see. I reckon
1: Bracknell will be the, the team to beat. Recruited heavily, heavily this year. One of our mates, Corey, good luck coaching them out there, Bracknell. Um, so they'll be hard to beat. But look, I tell you what's pretty similar in the Div One competition. Um, We've seen Lilydale. They had their first loss in probably two or three years last week against Old Scotch, and they um, they had a good win on the weekend against another Premiership fancy uh, OLS, and so they've now jumped back on top of the ladder. But Lilydale and East Coast both only one loss for the season, and they're on 24 points each. And then uh, right behind them, you've got OLS Old Scotch on 20 points, and then St Pats on 16. And I reckon uh, I. I'm almost going to call it that that'll be the final five for the NTFA Division one I, I reckon not in that order but Lilydale East Coast oL's old scotch and some Pats I just think they are a little bit above the other um, the other five teams in that comp but anyway it will be interesting to see there and I also uh, went out and saw the women's at women's competition former coach of um, one of those teams but I actually um, just the improvement in that competition's been fantastic. We've seen Launceston come back to the fold with the dismantling of the the statewide competition for the women. So they've come back in, and they're going to be a real uh, force to reckon with, some quality players there. But um, they're sitting on top with Bridge North at the moment on three wins from three. And then you've got Hillwood, Old Scotch, and Scottsdale um, rounding out the top five there. But that's going to be a really good comp. I reckon there's probably seven... Maybe even eight teams that are going to really fight for the, the top five. So I'm looking forward to, to that competition and seeing how that goes on.
2: Whipping up to the northwest, uh, the uh, NWFL sort of there's a bit of a logjam at the top of the ladder there. Six teams, four of them on the same points, 20 points. The so Devonport, Penguin, Winyard, and Burning are fighting it out, out there. Um, that's, uh, that's after seven rounds. So she's some pretty good games there. And that's probably the tightest competition we've got around the state at the moment, uh, which, which makes for a good competition. That's yeah. what we want to see, especially up in the northwest coast. Yeah, there's
1: actually another very tight competition. The Darwin Football Association, um, Queenstown currently on top at the, the gravel pit. What do they call it? The oval up there. Is it? Is it I know we know it's gravel. Is it the gravel pit? Is it the. The we dirt have, yard. We'll have to find to, have out. Have you ever a played there? No, no. I would never. <laughs> That's like East Coast or Bridport. I would uh, don't travel. I'm out that game. home games. Yeah, no. But Queenstown. Is, I would
2: like to have played on there.
1: Yeah, there's, it'd be it'd be interesting to see. But um, no, they're currently winning. Although or winning, there on top of the ladder, I should say. But they actually got done on the weekend. Uh, lost to Somerset, so um, they do have a return. That was an away game for Queenstown, so there is a return game, Wilders. On the seventeenth of July, up at the gravel pit—that's what we're, we're calling, it. calling it at the moment. So we might have to venture up and um, and have a look. But I've got a good I've got a good stat for you, Wilders. Um, how's this: one hundred and twenty nine goals, ninety seven, eight hundred and seventy one, defeating two goals six eighteen.
2: That's a that's a genuine score.
1: No, it is the combined winning scores against the losing scores for the NWFA last weekend. We saw the top... Very coincidental. Uh, we saw the top four teams play the bottom four teams for a combined defeat of over 850 points. Mm. Um, just massive. Just a, a massive... You don't, massive. It, we you don't want, want to see that. No, you don't want to see it, but it happened. Um, and funnily enough there's a nine team comp and the team that's fifth in log jams in between had the (laughs) buy. So you couldn't have scripted that any better, but fourth and, um, Mont and Preston up on top and they're going to be very, very hard to beat. Fourth had a good win a few, uh, maybe early on in the year against Wesley Vale, Wesley Vale, who was sitting third. And I think that was over a hundred points. So, um, yeah, probably a two team run, uh, final series there, but, Anyway, um, yeah, very interesting results, and obviously you've got the women's up there as well, which is going strong, the, the NWFL.
0: player of the Week!
2: Bradley brought to you by Van Diemen Brewing. Now, um, as well as uh, as well as covering a bit of a preview and a, a review of the leagues and stuff, we want to draw attention to uh, an individual player. Mm, We're all about yes. a bit of celebration, whether it, kicking a goal or taking a hanger or whatever it might be. So, we want to uh, we want to do a player of the week each week. Now, now Will, so I'm
1: actually thinking something here off the cuff. Now I'm going to. Put, I'm scared, but I'm, I'm going to let I'm, you run with it. I'm going to put you on the spot. We should this. I think Van Diemen should sponsor this segment. And I think, Van Diemen Brewing. Yep. And I think you should donate a four pack. We'll have a, can we do a poll? We'll, we'll get on the yeah, socials. We can, we can do Way a out poll wing. on the socials. We'll, Way we'll, Out Wing, we'll Twitter, create,
2: Facebook, Instagram. We'll create a poll on maybe
1: Twitter. Is that the best? We'll, we'll, we'll create week. a poll. And you, my player, the your player of the week, and whoever wins, you send him a four pack of
2: beer. Four pack of Parlow. Done. Done. Yes. Sorted. Yeah, the, the winning the, the person the player uh, with the most votes will get a four pack of Van Diemen and Yes, and well,
1: my, uh, my bloke's going to smash you this week.
2: There you go. Who have you got? You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. All right. Mine is. Uh, mine's uh, played at ODFA, Uh in a big win uh, down at Kempton. Aaron Daly. Kicked, Aaron Daly kicked eleven goals. Uh, not, not bad Not bad, yeah It was a uh, big double header at Kempton Football returned to Kempton for the first time in a long time uh, Kicked 11 goals uh, But I've got it on good authority That was incredibly well uh, fed By the half forwards In Sam Burrell Oh, Burrell And Trent Graham Wow Who I may have, may have contacted uh, One of those two about this and suggested that Daly, while his on-field performances, might be worthy of player of the week. Young, uh, where is it? Young Joe Burberry from Campbelltown. So, Mount Pleasant won by 30 goals to one. Joe Burberry played full back. Apparently has the best mullet going round. Played in pit vipers, sunglasses. Played in? In the skull off post-game. Absolutely Tore Aaron Daly to shreds.
1: So hold on, the guy that's had how many's kicked on him? He Eleven. Got, he got named best. Left it all
2: on for... field. <laughs> Left it all on field. So, so, Aaron Daly, so Who's Aaron Daly, your play of the week? Aaron. Joe Burberry, pit viper, <laughs> mullet wearing sculling legend.
1: Oh, that might be hard to beat. Well, I'm. I got a clear winner this week. This guy's pretty stiff. Being a forward, he's kicked fourteen goals. Uh, and was only named the third best so you'd be pretty uh disappointed with that but it's just it's actually the name for the very first week of our segment it's the name that that got him over the line so my player of the week is kick 14 goals third best player in a massive massive win for Wesley Vale Zachary Weeks he's my player of the week there he goes Zachary
2: I'm pretty sure Joe Burberry's got it in the yeah, bag. Man, yeah, me too. But anyway, we'll Is see. Is it how Joe? We go. Joe? Joe Dirt Burberry? Oh, I, I reckon know. that's it. Phantom. I reckon Joe. Just I reckon you've got the four pack coming your way, mate. We'll see. And we'll see it. what happens. Player of the week. Bradley brought to you by Van Diemen Brewing. Hi, radio. We got any listener feedback? um any communicate? <laughs> no we no. don't surprisingly first one anyway without further ado we yet. haven't done a thing yet uh let's get into our guest oh yes here we go uh, very excited to
0: be your first and possibly only guest but hopefully this has a bit of legs and you guys go for a long long time
2: so for, those, for those that are tuning in, we've got a man on the phone now that, uh, we'll give him a brief little introduction, but probably doesn't need too much. Most people would know him through voice more than anything else, so through work at uh, Sheffield Shield or on, the, on the PA, might be a Hurricanes game, a, uh, a Saturday afternoon game on the Hill, you might hear that come through. Uh, a bit of his local football stuff with Duff TV, but uh, we're proud to introduce Mr Andy Tubes-Taylor. Uh to the to way out on the wing. And uh Tubes, you're our very first guest. You're a man on the ground down south. Thanks for uh thanks for jumping on board with us, mate.
0: Thanks for having me. A word us and we it's a, it's a treat Just to, to be here and uh, uh, a bit of legs and you guys go for a long, long time.
2: Well put it this way, we've already signed you up for a second episode, so <laughs> hopefully we we'll do that one in person. <laughs> so we may get to two episodes. So it's you're um it's uh it's look. As I said, you're the man on the ground down there, and we want to get to having a bit of a discussion about uh, local footy down south because you're obviously seeing it a bit more than what we will. But for uh, purposes of football, how did you start in football? Was it parents? Was it friends? Was it school? Was it club? Where did the passion for football, because you're an incredibly passionate person about a lot of things, but football is probably your number one thing. So where did it all start?
0: Yeah, I'm a northwest Coast boy born in Burnie, and... My family have strong ties to the West Coast, down the Queenstown Way, and um, my first kick of the footy was probably down at Wyvernhall Oval in the Burnie District Little League at about five years old, I reckon.
1: Tubes, was it a kick or a hand pass? We've both played with uh,
0: you. <laughs> I don't remember too much about it. I, I was in the under-8s, and I was playing for the Demons. So this is pre olds kick days. I was in the Demons jumper, so they're really royal blue and the bright red um up top and i can't remember i think i wore number 29 because there was a there was a player at melbourne and he went on to play at the brisbane bears called andy taylor and uh and it wasn't me but i had his number on my back anyway um but i, I yeah played at the Burnie district little league all through under eights under 11s and then under under 13s and played at school as well at morris regional college up at the institution there and um went on to captain the we didn't have a a first First side we only had the second so I was the captain of the seconds second 18 up there and then played on junior footy under 18s at penguin footy club and moved down to go to uni where I met you blokes and um You didn't see my beach but played at uni footy club because one of the teachers up at marist Simon ead told me to go and look up a bloke called farmer bill and he'll get me involved in a footy club down here. So I played played at the Rainbows, that's where I met you blokes. The great Bill Trithuri. Um Bill yep. And uh, then moved to Canada in two thousand six and played a little bit over there. But not too were much. You a, sort were,
2: were you a big fly in recruit for that league?
0: <laughs> no, no, mate. I was I was a very I was an exceptional trainer my whole life. I, I never really <laughs> I got a few kicks here and there, but I was probably one of the loudest blokes on the on the field on a Tuesday and a Thursday night and had some pretty good skills because I'd been playing since I was um, five and could kick both feet, could handball, could mark okay, but just when it came to the game, I just didn't really care enough. <laughs> you know, I was just too busy lipping off to opposition players and they probably didn't so think much of me. But did,
2: you, did you have the gift of the gab from an early age? Is that, was, did, you, did it take the place of, uh, of a skill set or anything? Was that your, your biggest weapon?
0: Uh, probably, I, like, if I got the ball, I could kick it. Like, if I could, if I could get it, I could kick it pretty well and pretty accurately. And and most of the most of the blokes that ever played with me would say that Tubes was one of the greatest trainers there ever was. But then, sort of, not, I wouldn't say I went to water, but I just, I, don't know, I just didn't really care enough to go in there. And you know, some of the guys that we played with at uni, that I just couldn't believe the way they'd attack the footy and just. Reckless abandonment for their own safety. Yeah, I'm with you. There, I just didn't Jews. have that. I didn't have that. I didn't have that killer instinct. Um, but yeah, I I I loved footy, but I loved it for the for the
1: social aspect, mate.
0: The, well, the the club, you know, like yep. the, the yeah the mateship and and all that stuff, and having somewhere to go on a Tuesday and a Thursday night for training, and then you know Saturday night you'd have a few beers afterwards, and you know it was it was a great place to be. And I don't I don't know. What else I would have done in the winter?
1: So, um, so tubes. I that to do
0: as I grew up.
1: Tubes. How many years did you have at uni with the rainbows? I played.
0: Yeah, with the rainbows, I played from two thousand one to two thousand and seven. So that that and was in two thousand.
1: That was yeah. your longest. Um, that was your longest stint Long, at any club. Yeah,
0: apparently, 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 haven't made the hundred games up. I, I, I'm you, shocked. I'm I still got to take that. Do up you dispute that? Rainbow.
2: You dispute that, obviously.
0: Well, we were just, when, I, when we were living at college in um, 2000, when I lived at college in 2002 and in 2001, I did full preseason and they had the thirds and the fours. You remember the, yeah, the thirds and the Yeah, Sunday fourths?
2: afternoon games. And
0: so, yeah, yeah, sometimes I was playing in Saturday in the twos and then Sunday in the threes or fours. And some days on Sundays, I'd play for the threes and the fours. Jeez, you would have, been sore. you would have
2: been it. sore come Monday. No, you oh, recover, mate,
0: recover well oh. at that age. Yeah, but like I said before, if you're not going into the contest and not, not, not getting bashed and um, chucked around, you, you don't you don't
2: wake up sore. So you were managing yourself pretty well. You were an earlier yeah, adopter met- of ice bars and self massage and stuff.
0: I did a fair bit of self massage, but who didn't?
2: <laughs> well Tubes, I'm
1: um I love this because we're gonna we're gonna Find it our mission to try and uh, get you on that hundred game on board there. I reckon yeah. we're going to have to do a count back. We might get, obviously we know Bill well. We might get Bill on the show and um, yeah, yeah. follow up, follow up with him. Um, we'll get some stats out and really drill into it. They didn't have that sports TG back then, so that's probably where you're going to be missed, missed, no, uh, missed out makes at It all. makes it a little
2: build. bit easier to fudge a few numbers, I yeah, choose.
0: <laughs> I think, I think uh, that it it was still on the triplicate and duplicate. Um, uh, notebooks that they had when, when I was still playing so wasn't there a flood that wasn't there a
2: flood that went through the uh, uni library a couple of years ago and then would have rolled yeah. down into the uh, club rooms there went at uni be, it could be lost forever so.
0: yeah I, I, I never got any recognition for playing even 50 games but you'd think after i, I you didn't get most, off you didn't get, get
2: cheered off is that because no one could I'm cheer pl- you off no because you're a big unit you're a presence <laughs> a lad, you're a presence on and off the field
0: and I think that's what's frustrated the uni footy club the most is because I was such a big lad, but I never broke a pack open. I think I broke one 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 time I can remember the uni rainbows, uh, you know how there's the, the peanut gallery that sit right in front of the club rooms there. At one, a home, one time, home game, yep. At home games, yeah. One time I come over the back and smack, defended the ball, punched it away and broke up a pack of about five blokes and they all just fell over except for oh, so. me and I landed on my feet as the ball went through the air and that's my that, that's where that I thought you were talking about busting open a pack career.
2: of Tim Tams <laughs> mate
0: settle down he's picking uh, on, on your tubes yeah, he's, he's starting on me because he's, he's, he's just a bully well I'm, just, I'm just jealous that I
2: only played a couple of years with you
0: well yeah we all know what happened to your knees mate they gave away at about
2: Eighteen and a half, didn't afternoon. So it was sixteen. So, so tubes,
1: um, <laughs> you've had a few years there. We've we've worked out around five, six, seven yep. years. You, yep. Give us some of your best off-field stories over that time. Probably putting you on the
0: spot, but a
2: few things. Bear in um, mind, we might have children listening yeah. in.
0: No, no, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, there was always the nude gift um, on Gate Barrel Day. I really enjoyed those. Just uh, never won one, but. Um, was I paid, that always? I was, a, did Brooksy always win that one? Brooksy was always pretty good at that. Um, flash. He was given the name Flash for a number of reasons, being that he was in the nude and he was quite fast as well. And um, I think I, p- I paid a power bill once um, by doing a Nuni run through. We were ha- having gate barrel day, and I was struggling because we had a four hundred dollar power bill. That was a lot of money back then. I had to find four hundred bucks, and um, so that means that between the four of us, it was sixteen hundred dollars for a power bill for three for a quarter, for three months. And, and there was a rugby game, a inter-college rugby game down on the rugby field below able And someone said, do a needy Run Tubes. And I said, well, how much money have you got? And they said, I'll give you 20 bucks. And this other bloke said, I'll give you 20 bucks. And they threw it in and eventually I had about 380 bucks. And I just, I said, well, I've got a power bill that I need to pay and uh, took the gear off and ran through an inter-college. Into <laughs> big game That was probably the highlight Just getting a, awesome. a free bit of power For three months But um, They were, they were good days down there It was it was, a, it was a different club It was a You know A lot of rat ratbags but, but good people in the end And, and that's one thing That I've realised over The last couple of years Of doing my stuff with, with Duff TV Is that Most clubs Across At least the south Where we've covered um, A lot of games Over the last six years That I've been doing it with Duff um they're they're good people. Good people are in those in those clubs and, and there's only a handful of tools, but that's a pretty much a reflection on society. You know, back in the day I used to hate DOSA and hate Richmond, but seeing those clubs from an outsider's perspective going in, you understand that they're they're actually full of good people and there's only a handful of tossers, but that's a like I said, a reflection on society more so than the footy clubs, and and that's a true reflection of society, is that you know the the majority of people are good, and there's only a handful of tosses, and um, you know it's given me a lot of perspective about about what a footy club should stand for, and and what they mean to a community.
2: Would you say you would you say that you've obviously met more people through football than what you have uh, through um, school or, or university or uh, general what did you, life and stuff? Would you do it, uni troops?
0: I studied chemistry and maths one, but um, to answer your question, we'll just uh, yeah, probably. Like footy's my a big passion of mine, and I, I love it. And and there's nothing better, I reckon, than going to a game of footy and watching a close match. And it doesn't matter what team you're watching, or at least it doesn't for me. Matter what which what teams I'm watching. If the game is close, you'll pick a side, and you you'll want the side to win. And and um. I just love. I just love the game. I think. I don't think there's a better game in the world than, than Aussie Rules footy.
2: I don't think we could disagree with you there.
1: Mm. Now, tube. You say you met some wonderful people playing footy. Yeah.
2: What about the time
1: you met Barry Hall for Signet in the elimination <laughs> final? Do you remember that? Yeah. It's yeah. All yeah, over yeah. YouTube. Yeah. I think it's got as many yeah. likes as the the Gangnam style. Um, style. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> don't, don't You're a bit, of a bit of a <laughs> yeah. fan, weren't you? Fanboy of Barry. Yeah, I,
0: I, look I just I just uh I'm amazed that that some of these these clubs down here have, have been able to organize things like that Barry Hall um uh what do you what do you call it? Like appearance, I guess, where he came down and he didn't just play one game, he played two or three and he he really invested in the community and you know he's a he's an imposing man. He's as big as two doors side by side, and but there's not a, an ounce of fat on him. And mate, just the way that he he played and and in that game, he wasn't just trying to kick goals for Signet. He was playing on a fella called Josh Farrow for New Norfolk that day. And just the way he sort of coached him through a couple of contests that that Barry won. You know, like yeah. Josh is no slouch. He's a he's a good full back up there at New Norfolk, but just the way that he talked to him after the contest and you could, you watched him. And and I think that sort of investment in, in your footy club's fantastic. Like Signet do it so well. Um, You know, we've seen that a few different appearances for different footy clubs across the state. I'm sure you guys have been to games where you've been able to see Cooter and, um, you know, Dane Swan's been down. He's coming down. Yeah. He's coming down to play for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, Acker's come down a few times and, Russell Robinson's had a kick and, you know, those, those sort of things are massive, massive yeah. fundraisers for footy clubs. Yeah, and
1: they're I, great. I, I agree. I reckon they're fantastic and, um, you know, like Swanee came down and played against uh, Old Scotch down here and speaking to the boys yeah. after the game, um, they loved it. You know, they, they learned from it. Um, it was quite funny listening back on Swanee's podcast the week after. Uh, in regards to it he called one of our boys a, a germ or a pest or something but everyone else was pretty good. We'll get we'll get him on later on. But um you know I reckon Is it's, he a germ? No he's actually is he a, a germ? No he's a ripping bloke. The guy he was talking about.
0: <laughs> on, on the field though on the field is
1: he a germ. No no he's not. Is, he's actually really? one of the he's he's exactly what you were talking about
2: you not being, it was hard. <laughs> he bust yeah. bust packs. As a fellow Carlton supporter, Tubes, I know that's hard for us to admit, given that he played for the uh, for the original Prison Bars. Or the Is that dirt. a controversial yeah. thing to say?
0: <laughs> controversial.
1: Yeah, but no, I, I'm with you, Tubes. I reckon it's great for local footy getting these guys down. As long as you know everyone respects it and doesn't do anything stupid and try and snipe them, and they go, well, why why bother? Yeah. I reckon it's great.
2: Yeah. Now, Tubes, as that man on. Oh, I, sorry, you go.
0: No, no, I was, I was just going to say, I was a little intimidated by Barry, because I'm six foot three and, you know, touch, touch over a hundred kilos. Well, we're just, um, we're just we're looking barely, at a
2: photo now, and you don't have an air of confidence about you holding a microphone no, up to him.
0: No, I was a little bit intimidated. He's, no, his, his arms were like my thighs, and they're big thighs. Oh,
2: they are big thighs. <laughs> Now, we don't want to interrupt for too long, but we need your help in spreading the word about Tazzy's Best Football Podcast, way out on the wing. Subscribing to the podcast channel is definitely going to help us out a fair bit and then make this whole exercise go for an eternity, not just the two or three episodes. Uh, and you've got to remember we're doing this for you, the local footer community, and we want you on board for the ride. So... Go on, hit the like button, give us a follow on any of the social media platforms, tell your teammates, your coaches, interrupt them during three-quarter time address to say follow way out in the wing, get your friends, family and get on board. In fact, get your mum to listen and we'll give her a shout out. We love all the hard-working footy mums out there. So make sure you listen, subscribe and like way out on the wing. Um, so as our man down south... Uh, yep. What have you? What's what's taken your interest this year uh, with regards to football down south? The, the yep. multitude of competitions down there and stuff. Has, has there been anything, whether it be league individually, um, new? Has the new interpretation of man on the mark gone for you down there? What's 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 taken your fancy?
0: Well, I think to touch on that, I think that, that the man on the mark uh, rule has certainly opened up our game, and and it's it's one of those things that I think. You know, at the time when people said, that, "Oh, this is what we're doing," that we all sort of criticised it initially, and and 100%. Uh, I think I think it's opened up our game. We're seeing bags of goals. We're yeah. seeing high scoring. Um, as far as footy in the south goes, I think I think it's relatively strong. Um, there's obviously three major major leagues down here um, with the SFL, the Old Scholars, and the Oatlands District Footy League. Um, or the ODFA, if you like. Um, ODFA had a hiatus last year where they didn't play at all because of COVID, and I think it's fantastic to see those clubs back up and running. Um, Wonderful to see that they're able to get a a bit of bush footy going. Um, The same thing for the old scholars. Uh, Did they play last year? Yeah, they did. They did play last year. So it was good to see them. I think Richmond... Didn't have a side, that's what I'm getting at. They, they didn't have a side last year, Richmond. Yeah, that's um, right. They,
1: they opted out, but everyone else played.
0: Yeah, and that's great to see Richmond back up and running again. I know they're struggling on the field, but uh, off the field from more reports, they're, they're pretty strong. In the old Scholar's League, I think it's going to come down to some Virgil's OHA Hutchins and University. Maybe those, so they're a bit of a surprise pack along with University, that those two clubs are probably about the same as far as um, where they sit on the ladder, in my opinion. Um, but some Virgils, it's great to see them up and running again after a couple of, about six years where they've been on the bottom of the ladder. I think they've won three games in six years and they're currently sitting right up on top of the old scholars letter actually I saw
1: Um, I saw tubes today they're celebrating uh, this year they're celebrating a 20 year premiership reunion so that would have been when the three of us were playing for uni 2001 (laughs) and that's their last flag Um, so yeah yeah, there's been some lean times there but no they're back up and running in full swing now
0: they've recruited really well with with a a lot of big names that most people know about Jay Jay Bowden being the, the biggest of them all they're his dad, Mickey, was playing back in that premiership. I'm pretty confident of Lewis. You'd be more across that than me. But um, they're six from and, six, and six, so they're flying at the minute. They've got a couple of old Glenorchy names out there, and Reese Mott and big Cam Duffy and um, a few other big-name big, big name recruits that they've got. Jake Cox is another one that's running around at the Saints. But you can't begrudge them. They're, they're, they've done it tough for six-odd years, and as you say, haven't won a premiership since 2001. So it's great to see them up and about. I think OHA uh, last year's um, premiers will will be their tightest competition. But Hutchins are the surprise packet as well. They've got a few big names floating around over there. And as I say, University and and Dosa will be making up um, the rest of the final series, I think, in regards to that. But, you know, anything can happen in finals. But with the SFL... That's the that's the comp that I'm probably following the, the closest given our um, ability and and consistency of broadcast. Last year, uh, we we filmed a game every single week. Last last year, with the with the COVID reduced season, uh, obviously hillville won the premiership last year over Signet. It was great to see those two clubs from down the hill Valley or south of the Saddle at North Hobart. The, the frustrating thing I think for everyone involved was that you were only allowed to have a, Think it was about a thousand at the game. If that had been, you know, no uh, restrictions, I reckon they would have got twelve to thirteen thousand. back to the heydays. It would have been. It would have been absolutely huge. Everyone would have went.
1: They'll they'll Um, be. um, They'll be up there again. Tubes. I reckon they've got. uh, Thor. Thor's playing for Signet, Signet, and um, Hugh and Phil have picked up a reasonable recruit, haven't they? From Clarence. Yeah, Brady Brady Jones. Brady Brady Jones, Mm.
0: yep, Brady Jones. So it's good to see Budgie running around in the Lions colours. Um, Mickey Paul's the one that they're – I'm not sure. He played on the weekend. I think he kicked eight, Mickey Paul. But they just structure up so well, the Lions. And Signet as well, they've got a a really strong – both these clubs have got really strong youth programs where they've – got junior development from under-8s all the way through to their under-18s. Have have,
2: have have both those t- uh, clubs always been like that, or is that a new development So the last five or six years that they've put effort I they've, and, and energy into?
0: I've, yeah, I, I know they've always been pretty strong. The, the Southern Storm and Signet are very, very strong. They take in players from Commandee, um and the the old channel areas right through to Signet, and... They send a bus down from Signet Footy Club to pick up all these kids along the way and bring them back to training. They put on, um, they put on, uh, sorry, what was that?
2: No, nothing. No, you're right. Oh,
0: right. (laughs) They put on like meals of a Thursday night as well at Signet. And I know they do a similar thing at the Hillville Lions, but they do that at most, most community clubs. So New Norfolk are pretty strong in that regard too. It, it's just trying to get people back playing footy, and I think um, what what we need to see is that community based footy club again, creating an environment where people want to go. And if you're not at the footy club, you're missing out.
2: Do are you, you know, and that's how are you suggesting that that's the way forward for Tasmanian football in essence?
0: I think I think that. Yeah, you need to create places where people want to be. So create a place where people are uh, embraced and they are respected and it's just a place to go. And I, I mean, this is what it was like for, for me anyway when I was at Uni Footy Club and particularly when I moved over to, to Canada, the Broadview Hawks. Um, I was embraced in, in all of those footy clubs. And it was like, if you weren't at the footy club on the Thursday night, you are missing out on something. And if you weren't at the footy club on a Saturday watching the boys and now the girls, you're missing out. And I think that's been that that's been a huge thing for footy in the South is um, the way that some of these footy clubs or most of these footy clubs have embraced their female sides as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's been absolutely fantastic. And you look at even the old scholars' clubs now, they've all got um, women's sides except for Richmond, uh, and I don't think Dosa have got one, but I definitely know that Uni have had one since the inception of the SFLW. Uh, this year, Hutchins, St. Virgils, and OHA have joined the SFLW, be it in different tiers, so that they've got a three division system. Is that a is that promotion
1: but, relegation, Tubes? I love the idea of that three division. Do uh, you know if that's the I'm way not, at the moment, or probably a the plans? I, on I imagine, way.
0: I imagine it will be. I think it'll be points based, and and. You know, like we're getting pretty political here, but I think that's the way it's got to run. I think that if you're going to have clubs that um, have got some star recruits, then they have they should probably go up to the next level and not just walk into a Premiership. I think you have to earn those from, you know, certain certain ways, and your point system is the only way that that's going to work. But clubs like Huonville, Signet, uh, Lindisfarne, New Norfolk. And Sorel with the East Coast Suns have, and Brighton and Claremont have all embraced the SFLW. Um, Hobart have had a team in the past. I don't think they've got one this year, but they'll they'll aim to have one in the next few years, I'm sure. And and but with the, back the
1: with the women's state league folding, uh, you've yeah. seen Clarence, uh, Lauderdale, yeah. those Glenorchy. teams have come into that as well. Glenorchy, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, which is which is difficult for 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 everyone I think, I, I don't think anyone expected it to fold and um, I don't think, I think it was a, a pretty difficult job to try and get that up and running yeah, we've because had, it we've was had, either the, uh,
1: we've had the sorry. same, yeah, no, we've had the same thing up here in the north where um, Launceston, Launceston have come back so North Launceston stopped their women's program and Launceston yeah. uh, came back into the NTFAW, So similar sort of thing, really strong team. But, yeah. you know, there's no other option. You don't want to see team, teams folding, so.
0: No, and, and you don't want to see um, girls miss out on footy either. You know, <laughs> like, it's it's just going to – the way they're working it is they've had to do the point system. So if you're a state player, you're worth four points. And I think that's the only fair way to do it. They had to do something to be able to – Come back and play against someone like Lindisfarne, who have got a really strong side, but they haven't had, uh, you know, state state. You know what it's like. The, the step from state league to a, a an under competition is quite a big step because they're not. They're just not training as much. They're not. Um, they're not as. I don't know regimented or. Um, what's the other term? They're just not as. Not well. Yeah, maybe. But I think that I think that it comes down to training and, and quality of player that we're playing state league footy. Um, we've seen that with practice games with the SFL clubs playing against TSL clubs, despite the TSL clubs being young, they're just faster and, and better. But but you know, getting back to the men's this year, I think the SFL is pretty strong. Obviously, Claremont and Brighton are, are struggling at the minute. Um, Claremont I've got Paul Allison out there who has lost a lot of players that have gone to different clubs and and that's fine Players can go to different clubs if they want to I think uh, the off-field side of things at Claremont is really strong and the same thing for Brighton They've got some new facilities happening out there And I think in the future we'll see a very very strong Brighton footy club same thing for Sorrell Sorrell down at down at uh, Pembroke Park. They've got some new facilities And they've got a pretty strong junior club program down there, so they'll bounce back. But the top six, Huonville, Signet, Dodgers Ferry, Hobart, I think they're the strongest four sides, definitely. Huonville and Signet are probably a little bit in front of Dodgers Ferry and only just in front of Hobart. I think Hobart will be the surprise pack at Cup Finals. They're very well led by Alex Gilmore, and they've got a lot of good players up there at Hobart. Lindisfarne could be anything as well, and same thing for New Norfolk. So it's going to be a pretty strong competition at the end of the season.
1: Short, short answer question. Sorry, yeah, is that right? Yeah. Short answer question. Who wins best for the uh, a best twenty two for the SFL or best twenty two for the Old Scholars?
0: <sighs> this is a contentious issue, Warren. Uh I think. If you had the best players from the SFL and the best players from the old scholars, I think it would be a very, very tight game. Very tight. And I think that the old scholars would like to think that they'd roll the SFL easy. But I think the, the problem is that... The SFL don't have the buy-in for a rep side that I think the old scholars would have. This isn't a short answer.
1: By no, no, no. But that was hence my question uh, of why if they were all available. <laughs>
0: yeah, because <laughs> I, I agree. Um, so, you've always yeah. got
1: you've always got certain players I, that, I don't that aren't too keen. I don't, want
0: to, mm, I don't want to answer that one. I, I, I think the f- old scholars would have tubes. more more to prove.
2: Who would you prefer right, to coach against?
0: Uh. I'm not a coach, Wilters. I couldn't. I couldn't. I can't. Who coach. would you
2: prefer to commentate? Or just the game I'd in general?
0: Comment, I'd, I'd love to commentate that game in general. I think. I actually think if there was an old Scholars versus SFL game, be a ripper. It would be, be an, absolute, an absolute, yeah, absolute juicer. The only the only thing is, I'd like to see a South versus North. I'd love Mid-se- to mid mid season or yeah,
2: end of season.
0: I think you do it mid-season. I think you do it in the middle of the season or at the start of the season after about three rounds where the weather's still okay and you take players from the old scholars, the SFL and the ODFA and then you take players from the NTFA and the NTFL uh, or NWFL, whatever it's called now. I
1: reckon if it was all the North, we'd flog you.
0: But, I, I, reckon, re- I, reckon, but I, reckon I reckon if it was just yeah.
1: the NTFA Div One, Div Two, I reckon SFL and the gotta old re- school. You got to
2: remember Tubes is a Northwest coaster by heart. Yeah, yeah I,
1: I know, and you'd love to yeah. include them, but I just I reckon it's too. It, it would be too strong. Where do they or play? North
2: Campbelltown. North yeah.
0: No, they play at the spiritual home of football, North Home level. I thought you were going say
1: Queenstown then.
0: <laughs> well, that is the best ground in the state. Haven't but, been uh, looking forward to doing it. <laughs>
2: Judge, you've obviously, you've obviously watched a fair bit of uh, football and, and played a bit uh, over the past 20 years or so uh, at a senior level and things. But I want to know wh- who's been the most exciting junior that you've seen come through the ranks? The, obviously, the, there's a few fantasy over the past 10 or so years that have been drafted. Who's, who yeah. have you managed to commentate at a junior game and stuff through Duff TV and, uh, and that's really um, showcased her wares in front of you?
0: Well, I'll start by saying that the best junior footballer I ever saw was Luke Shackleton. He was unbelievable in under eights, under nines, under elevens, and right up. Was he was he big junior. at the time then? No, no, he was just this wiry little blonde kid, and his hair was down to his shoulders, and he had this this beautiful straight hair. And I can just remember him just tearing up mini league, tearing up junior footy right through the the uh, rep sides and everything and he was he was just a freak. Huey Miller was the other one uh, from Mars yeah. Regal. Oh, another another like Blum Miller. Yep, he was just a bit freakish in the way he attacked the footy. As far as commentating junior junior footy, I reckon and this guy's gonna love that I'm gonna say it. But Ethan Brock, who won the William Leach Medal last year um, for the SFL his ability to read the play and bounce up and take a contested grab for someone who's so small and wiry, uh, I, I think he's the most exciting player I've, I've commentated. And, and that's given he won the William Lynch winner last year. Um, and he's playing for the Hill of the Lions again this year. He's, he's pretty good. I love, watch, I love watching Thor Boscott from Signet, um, his attack on the footy is is unbelievable and the other one that i'll add into this mix is a bloke from hobart who i have huge wraps on luke adams again just these all these players that i mentioned can just do the things i was never able to do and luke adams is one of the (laughs) toughest we'll
2: slot into that category as well then
0: (laughs) he's just the toughest bloke of, of on a footy field and he's not He's not as huge in stature, bloke. He's probably – he might be pushing six foot, I think. But his strength around a contest is is unbelievable. Um, and and I love the way he just grabs the footy and is able to feed it out with the hand or by foot and just attack the footy. And you think he's out of the contest and then all of a sudden he just pops into it. And he, he's he's one of my favourite players to watch in the SFL, that's for sure. Um, the other one is Dave Wishaw. I, I, Loved watching Dave Wishel. for real. No one, no one will know that bloke except for you, me, and Wern. But he, he was just stupid in the way he attacked the footy, and what, would run into wouldn't even put his hands out to attack a contest. He just put him down beside his 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 uh, hips like he was Astro Boy, and float in there with his head. And then all of a sudden he'd have the ball and he'd feed it out. He was great to watch. <laughs>
2: There's <laughs> some good ones. I wasn't expecting you to throw in Dave Wisher in there in the end. Ah, uh, Tubes, <laughs> we uh, we probably can't hold you up for too much longer. You've had a big day on the road yeah, with uh, John O's sauce, out, at, your, your chutney magnate. Your ch- chutney magnate. Well, yeah, somehow so give we've you, got to a... give
1: your business a
0: quick plug. Yeah, well,
2: if you're into sauce, if you're into condiments and stuff, Tubes, you do do some of that stuff, don't you, in your spare time? Yeah.
0: Yeah, John O's homemade. That's the one. You can get it at most uh, independent grocers and butcher shops and. And things like that. But oh, so, sitting on the, yeah, sitting on the awesome.
2: desk behind me at the moment is some John O's chutney sauce that I had in a toasty this afternoon and it was phenomenal.
1: You know, my favourite's the spicy yeah. barbecue
2: sauce tubes. Mm. That is delicious. <laughs> you, you're good you good fellas.
0: Thanks so much for having me on you blokes. Well I'm, hang on, uh, we haven't
2: it. we haven't finished just yet. We got a um, we got a little we got a little blah, blah. segment that we like to throw your call uh, throw your way called Junk Time. Yep, okay, just the, yeah, just the time to get those yep. those all-important stats just for the, your super coach or okay. fantasy football and stuff. So I'm just going to fire you off five it. quick questions to you. I just want some yep. some very yep. quick answers. One word uh, answer, so. Oh, it doesn't have to be one word, but just whatever comes to your mind first. Right, you ready to go yep. then?
0: Yeah, ready right to go.
2: What was the last song you downloaded or streamed? Oh, yeah, that's... uh, It's called
0: Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic. It's, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack.
2: Radio, uh, very good. You have a choice: invisibility or super strength.
0: He's already got super strength. I've had to. Oh, I have to go super strength because I never had any of that on the footy field.
2: <laughs> Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Uh,
0: every language in
2: the world. Why is that? Stop the timer. Why is that? <laughs>
0: uh, because. I went to Paris and when I was in Paris I got a little depressed because you blokes know me relatively well. The listener won't have any any idea who I am, but I love to talk. I love to talk to people. When I went to Paris I got a bit depressed because I wasn't able to speak their language. I couldn't say, Hey yo, yeah, mate, what's happening here? That's so when you just, just
2: that's when you fill your mouth with croissants and patisseries not, and
1: there's only you know, one there's only one um, sentence you need to learn in Paris and that's parlez-vous anglais. Do you speak
2: English? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you fluent in French, are <laughs> hey? you? We. <laughs> <laughs> Radio restart the timer. On a scale of one yeah. to ten, how good of a politician would you be,
1: or would you have, be have been if you had
0: got in? Yeah, if I'd have got in, <laughs> yeah, yeah, got in uh, probably, probably an eight. I oh, reckon. Nice. I'll be, I'll i like give that. myself a quality eight. Yeah.
2: Radio Fill in the blank. Tex Walker is
0: a powerhouse. Come. He's strong.
2: Can't and he refound form this year too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah He's I wish he still had his mullet
2: No, I wish there's there's enough Of those floating around
0: Yeah, true Um,
2: Chubes, hopefully uh, Hopefully everyone enjoys your dulcet tones Because the plan is Is to have you as our man on the ground Along with potentially another little uh, Man on the ground down south That we're going to pull into play uh, Just to keep the ear to the ground And make sure that we're across things down south So uh, obviously,
0: don't you, you? Don't trust me uh, to be the number one. That's fine. No, are you, are you we don't know. We didn't say that. Tell us who it is. Are not yet. you, you going to tell your people. Oh, not right, yet. He's a
2: former player right. as well.
0: At university.
2: No, slightly higher than that. Would have liked to be right,
0: at university.
2: We
1: would
0: have probably. It would have fitted right faves. in. Would have
2: fitted right in actually. But we'll right just right. we'll leave that one. That's a little teaser
0: Give a bit more of a teaser. Where, is it, where does he play? Does he still play? Or is he done? No, he's, no, he's done. done. He's done.
1: Hey, Tubes. And would, where, would you... where did
0: he play? Come on. Give me something. Uh, give me a taste. He played
1: at a club that I played at. Right. Okay.
0: There, there we go. Okay.
1: All right. We'll leave it at that. We'll
0: leave it at that. we we'll leave it at
1: that. Tubes, the Blues. Just a final yep. word. Carlton, they're your love. You and Wilders. I, I, I am love. Love. I proposed this question to Wilders, would he prefer to see Carlton win a flag or his local club win a flag? And he said, Carlton, hands down. Uh, yeah, what would you yeah, prefer? Me too. Would you? Me
0: too. <laughs> You're a long I way off, so. I need it. I need it. I need it.
2: I don't think... Listeners probably don't understand the amount of text messages that Tubes and Life that fly between us. The only time <laughs> of the week that they fly is during a Carlton game. And they're normally... They're not, it's a bit of a groundhog day this year and they're normally along the same... Um, theme every time Geez, we're promising here we're promising Uh we lost
0: <laughs> yeah. I kept telling you to put a lid on it Do text me text me text me when we win Tubes
1: it's been an absolute pleasure having you on our first guest thanks mate I thanks hope fellas. we
0: I hope we can get you back
2: um, in person it, in person
0: yeah I hope I haven't let you down and hopefully no. your uh, listeners go out and support their their own local footy clubs because they're great places to be and yeah um, you know they—they they give
2: you more than you can ever give them. I reckon. Good. Yeah, well Good way said. To finish. Well done, Chubs. Thanks very much, mate. Good on you, fellas. Cheese legend. Mmm, another dinner on the barbecue. Just perfect. And you know what? There's nothing more I love to smother in my wallaby and fennel sausage than a bit of John O's. Jono's Homemade sauces, locally owned, locally made, and better still, made from pretty much all local ingredients. Just like us on way out in the wing. Doesn't matter if it's relish, jams, pasta sauces, or the good old dead horse. Jono's is 100% gluten-free and has absolutely zero artificial preservatives in it. It's good for you. Grab yours at your local independent supermarket, butcher or grocer, or head to jonoshomemade.com.au. Right. Who wants a sausage with their sauce? Come and get it.
1: So that's it, Wilders. Uh, The end of our very first episode. I'm sure um, lots of improvement to have. Good guest. Good guest. Great guest. Tubes is a ripper. But look, hopefully uh, hopefully this is something that we continue to do. Well, that's the plan. Uh, Hopefully some people out there get some enjoyment out of it. and, uh, look, if you've got any suggestions, hit us up on the socials, at WayOutWing, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, let us know what you thought, good or bad, preferably um, good. And, uh, look, share it around. We'd love to get more people on. We'd love to get some more guests. And if you've got any
2: suggestions, let us know. If you've got this far, it's probably largely due to listening to Tubes. So Thanks, Tubes. Yeah, thanks, Tubes. We love you, mate. We'll see you next week.